It's February 13th, and this is the Home's Great Lakes Real Estate Podcast. Be ready for us to talk about buyer triumphs and terrors and all sorts of other things that we've gotten going on in our market this week. Stay tuned. Happy Punchkey Day! This is Chris Van Bell. And Peter Toring here. Again, this is the Great Lakes Homes Real Estate Podcast, telling you everything that's going on in Southeast Michigan's real estate market. So we, we want to talk to you a little bit about what's going on this week. Uh, I'm going to start off, uh, we've had a rough buyer week, uh, losing out on offers, we've been having properties go pending before we can get into them. It's a bit of a bit of a tough go of it here for buyers. So, for so is, it, is it similar to how it was last year where you're getting multiple offers yeah, and all that fun stuff? Things are hot. They really are. That's pretty sweet. Uh, and the, But the cool thing about it is still, even with, even with all this happening, the, it still seems like we're getting a little bit more inventory. Uh, I know that we saw, if you uh, took a look at our market stats video, you'll see the inventory is still down, but the market activity is up from last year. Yeah, I've got one that I just put up. Uh, I've got another one coming on the market, and you, you've got a few as well. Mm-hmm. And what's the what's the response been on those? I, I've already got one or two showings on the first one. Um, the, the next one that I put up, it's uh, in, in Utica, so I know that's okay. going to go really fast. Yep, I've got one coming up in Shelby Township as well. We've got some in Clinton. We've got some in Warren. Everything's going pretty quickly if it's priced right. Um, but that's the cool thing about this market is that you, you know, there's it's not just you know one sided, even with the low inventory. No, not at all. I mean, it, it's interesting. I'll tell you that mm-hmm. much. It is. It's and not only is it an interesting market, but it's to have a, a situation where you've got low inventory, but you still have low interest rates. To have a win win for everybody is a really cool scenario. Um, but what have you been seeing with interest rates? I know that I got my weekly interest rate update in. And I wasn't uh, like I wasn't surprised by it, but national average here. I know that we've been kind of hanging around like four one two five ish for the last. I don't know how long. I'm looking at our. Uh, I'm looking for our up to the minute right now. I'm checking uh, my rate app from one of my favorite favorite lenders. Um, right That's... now, it looks like they they trickled up again. And it's been doing this, guys. So don't don't be too worried about. Uh, a like a bump in the in the interest rates, or then it goes down a little bit. You know, we are going to I think see bigger, badder interest rates. Uh, you know, by the end of the year, certainly. So certainly, as fast as you can get in, the better off you are. But still, things are not too bad right now. Yeah, what do you... for, for today? We're looking at about four four point three ish, four point two, four point three percent. Okay, so it's ticked up a little bit. Like I said, we were hovering around four one, four one two somewhere for a while yeah, there. there. There's times it'll drop a quarter to a half point mm-hmm. in the day. Or it'll be up and down multiple times within the day just because of, of the way the market has been going right now. And and then the bonds and all the other things that go into the equation with, with the uh, with the annual percentage rate. Yeah, you had a, I know you, you had a, a downtick because we had that, the, you know, the stock market drop there um, last weekend. And then things were climbing again this week. So I'm not really surprised to see that again. Um, and I'm expecting, too, if we see another quarter of 3% GDP growth, that we're going to see these rates go up again. Yeah, that's another main driver is where the GDP is at, and it hasn't grown like this in a while. No, and you also have you know pretty solid economic stability as far as you know the predictability of policy, things like that. So you know those things look good. I'm a little bit worried with the auto industry outlook that maybe things may slow down a little bit there maybe causes some problems, but I don't see that affecting the housing industry. No, not really. Not at all. Um, it, it's getting made up in other ways, too. You know, mm-hmm. Your technology's been going just insane, and 
there's always our dear friends pharmaceuticals that are doing very 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 well right and with the potential you know add-on of amazon which would bring you know new workers here and the um what is it four billion dollar uh investment by fca to bring the uh, ram 2500 back here yep uh, and then the new, you know the new production, the new Jeep Grand Wagoneer, a couple other things there that are going to bring some other jobs to Michigan. I expect that our housing market's going to continue to grow. That, that's you know locally, Michigan, what we're all talking about. Yeah, that's going to be freaking great. Mm-hmm. But then again, this inventory issue, and uh, we just went to an event where we heard that construction surprisingly down because there's not as many people building homes right now. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about two issues. Let's talk about inventory. What in the heck is going on with the inventory? You know, we are at, we pulled the stats today. Macomb Township is at like 1.4 months for condos and 2.4 months for uh, residential. For those of you out there who are like, what in the heck does that mean? Essentially, it's a very, very low inventory. A balanced inventory is four to six months. So it means if we cut off no new listings right now, how long would it take to sell everything off? Yeah, and that, that would be most likely two months or less. But the thing is, there's a lot of stuff that's lingering on the market that's maybe a little bit overpriced mm-hmm. or, or with some of it, it's just not as great of a property as the owner thinks. Mm-hmm. And it, it just needs too much work. I have two thoughts about this. Number one, we were in in the time for a long time where I was just telling buyers, hey, listen, if you can't go full price or pretty close to it, like don't bother. And, and some of these now, some of these properties that are sitting I think buyers are thinking it's almost a, like a like a mental block with some buyers that they think they can't lowball some of these too high priced offers. And we look at them and we got to say this has got to appraise. Yeah, well that's that's when you or I we, we take a really good look at the property. We look at the comps in the area and, and and we really get a feel. I mean, if we see something that's been on the market for 180 200 days and we're seeing some of that. Yeah, there there's a couple of those and, and a buyer really really wants it then you know, we'll play around and make it work. Maybe get some concessions or or, or just do something creative. That way, you know that person wants to sell the house if it's been on the market that long. Yeah, especially in this this market. And I think that's the cool thing is I'm actually going back. It used to be for a long time. I was only sending buyers stuff that had been on the market one day, two days at the most. You know, and uh, now it's like I'm, go, I'm going back. I'm going back 400 days to see, you know, is there anything that's just been hanging out on the market forever? You know, and most of them went pending in three. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> All right, but let's so like let's look at the split here because it's insane. The active inventory there's 170 active properties right now in in Macomb Township. That's it, Macomb Township. Yeah. Okay. Which is pretty pretty crazy. Um, but so the vast majority of it, uh, you know, 35 of the listings have been on less than a month. But then there's also a huge percentage. Over, it's 105 of them have been on the market for more than three months. So there's a massive dichotomy here. And a lot of it is according to price. But a lot of these houses have been hanging around in the market for a long, long time. Well, we just consulted with one of the one of the agents in the office, newer agent, has a friend. There's a home already listed. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, she can't do anything about that because it's already under contract and with another realtor. But she was wondering why this house isn't selling. And we were taking a look at the price. And it was, it was like egregiously overpriced yeah, it was like 30 i saw the like, same house it's like, like 30 grand 30 over to or even 50 grand overpriced and it's not even going to get a look until it, it gets under the, the well under the four hundred thousand mark yeah and this is the this is the, this becomes the problem in if you're looking at the inventory as a buyer and you say well what's going on what you know there's no there's no houses selling and it's really either the houses are, are selling very very quickly or they're not selling it's if there's not much in the middle priced right where it's supposed to be not trying to shoot high not not doing the 
well, if I go another thousand or two higher, no. If you have it priced right, mm-hmm. you will you will have many 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 showings and you'll have many many offers very quickly. And I think it's also an indicator if you have your home listed right now. Unless you have a very unique, like for example, I have a very unique situation with one of my sellers. It is a a very very specific property, and it's just going to take the right buyer to it's it, it you know it's at the very very tip of the buyer pyramid. Very very few available buyers for that type of a property. Um, but other than that, if you have a, a standard home that, that there's nothing really unusual about, you should be able to tell if you're not having five to, to seven showings a week, you're priced too high. Yeah, I mean, if you're say you're a hundred and eighty to two hundred fifty thousand dollar ranch in Macomb Township, Chesterfield Township, Harrison, Clinton, mm-hmm. anything like that, I mean, you've got to be you've got to be getting off the market, or you're going to be you know dead in the water, and that's. I'm, I'm warning my sellers about this. Yes, it's a hot market. Yes, you can price a little bit higher. But also, you know, since buyers are, are going for the brand new properties, you can become a dead fish really, really quickly if, if, you, if you miss that window up. That first week, I'm so convinced that that first week, that first weekend especially, is mm-hmm. your best shot to sell that house. You well, know? that's when we pull a lot of our marketing stuff, do our videos, and put the stuff out on the individual properties. But, mm. um, oh, man, Peter, where am I going with that? Uh, I would rather see... My my bot my seller priced the home either just under or right at where the market's telling it to be, and, and let those buyers come in and take care of it. Let yeah. those buyers weed it out because that's when you're gonna you're gonna get that extra thousand two thousand dollars. And a lot of times in different areas, people are guaranteeing that. Yeah, and it's not so much that I'm calling for highest because I keep getting asked about this. It's not that I'm getting you know asking oh. for highest and best. You do you, um, you don't do highest and best, do you? Not normally. There are some situations yeah, where I do. If the seller asks. Um, but I'll tell you this: one of one of the things I am doing is I am if I get an offer, I'm letting everybody that's got a scheduled showing know. This is a massive frustration for my buyers: is that we will we're not getting a shot to get into the property, and so that is something I'm, I'm doing for a lot of people. Is I'm mm-hmm. calling them at least saying, "Hey, get into this property today," because what I'm seeing is, and maybe you're seeing the same thing, and I'm doing it as a buyer's agent is timed offers. You know, this offer is good until... Because buyers, they've played the highest and best game. They got burned in July and August, and now they're coming back, but they're they're very wary of getting highest, uh, you know, getting burned on a highest and best. Well, it, it depends. We know a lot of different realtors and, and, and things like that. So if I have a relationship with the realtor through mm-hmm. Women's Council, GMAR, or whatever, I, I'm not going to worry about a timed offer, but that's where you and I are different. We do different business. Well, um, I'm, I'll tell you this. I'm worried about a timed offer when I know that there's going to be other offers coming in. Yeah, that's a big one. You know, so, and I'm getting that on my listings as well. You know, this offer is good until the end of tonight because buyers are trying to avoid that highest and best scenario. You know, if I know I've got a buyer that it's a hot property and if I can get be the first offer in and if I can force that seller's hand, uh, you know, that's, I, I think it puts my buyers in a better position. Well, conversely, you know, we both do a lot of relocation and mm-hmm. stuff too. If, if I have a property listed, they have somebody give me a timed offer and it, they want it by that night and they just send it in at three o'clock. I'm like, look, buddy. You know, we might have to redo this if you if you are serious. At least yeah. get me till tomorrow so I can get in touch with my client who's right. not even in the state. Yep. Uh, you know, and that can be a you know a bit of a dangerous game. Now that being said, I can also say, hey, you know, we will, uh, uh, you know, we'll we'll let you know if any other offers come through or anything like that. But I think that's a, a real frustration with a lot of buyers is the the inability to even get a shot at a property. Um, but it's you know, I, part of that is just a facet of the market. It really is. Um, but one other thing you brought up that I think is super interesting is lack of new construction. And the a lot of the economic growth is reflected in new construction sales. And uh, Chris and I went and heard um, 
you know, Lawrence Yunes, because the chief economist for the National Association of Realtors. What a good speaker, man. And uh, one of the points he brought up was the job growth, the economic recovery of the metro Detroit area was not um, or did not reflect in the number of new construction homes sold. Which was really odd. Yeah, it was, and it was a huge disparity. It was, it wasn't like it was, you know, we were, you know, five percent off. It was a massive disparity of, you know, where we should be, especially compared to the rest of the nation. And part of it is, uh, I was talking to a builder friend of mine. Part of it is, builders are nervous. There's not as many builders as there used to be. Not at all. And number two is cost of, you know, land labor materials has gone up. That's true. And That's it's hard true. for them to find qualified contractors to to do the work. Yeah. I, I, some of the um, builders I've talked to, you know, the, the a lot of the subs, a lot of the people they would hire, anybody that's been out of the business from the last uh, the economic crash, mm-hmm. um, all the good ones really haven't gotten back into it. Yeah, or and, they're or they're backed up eight weeks, you know. And the really good ones are really backed up. Yeah, I'll it's, tell you this: one of my uh, uh, new buyers, um, it does you know contract handyman work, and I said, hey, I said, you know, I, if you if you need, uh, I don't, he wouldn't even give me his card originally. Because he's like, I am so backed up into the spring that you're just never going to get out of my docket, and uh, you know they're they're getting very choosy about what jobs they're going to do. It's it, it is it's it's becoming a bit of a uh, an issue, um, but I think that is you know driving the it's driving the flip market, it's driving the you know the the uh, existing home sale market. You know that's what I'm seeing too. Like uh i think it was what was a birmingham or rochester area where where they're going through and buying a couple of houses and putting up a brand new bigger one yeah um i don't think that's a far stretch for macomb county either what do you think i think it, i think it's gonna we're gonna start seeing it happen and now that being said i think that that falls into the kind of the same thing as new construction uh as far as the just kind of the hassle of it um especially too and this is this is I'm now diving off topic a little bit, but do we ever really do? Do you that? think that that part of this is builders have screwed people so badly in the past? I'm not saying all builders, believe me, but I am saying that builders have to protect their money. Builders are obviously putting a massive investment in, it, and so they're asking for very large earnest money deposits, and their contracts are very difficult to get that earnest money back. I think yeah. that there's some nervousness with people committing into a relationship with a builder. That's true too, and there's some there's some builders out there that have been trying to make that process super super easy. Yeah, I'm working with one right now. Their their contracts but, are getting a little bit more fair, but you know they they do have a lot of time, energy, and effort that they expend before they even see a check from that house. Right, and they don't want these these really the builders don't want these properties sitting around forever. Um, <clears throat> I know some builders are selling them as fast as they can, you know, uh, kind of as fast as they can go, and others are not. Um, but uh, I think that's really something that may change this year. I think that these builders may start coming around. And I think also, um, and again, this is pretty anecdotal because I don't have like the stats in front of me. It seems like the vast majority of new builds are not what most of our buyers are looking for. It seems like most of our buyers are downsizing or they're looking for smaller ranches. They're looking for more affordable housing. They don't want the McMansions. They don't want to spend, you know... 80% of their paycheck into their house. You know, they, they don't want to be house poor. And new construction is not following that trend. The, 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 I'm finding it a little bit disturbing that there's very, very little... Like, let's take Macomb, Macomb Township right now. Let's look at the new builds. And I will bet you there's nothing that's a new build under 250000 I was going to say two eighty. And, and, that's, and that's bare bones, just 
barely got it built. Probably linoleum. I mean, um, I'm looking through every new build right here. Cheapest I've seen so far is two eighty. And again, that's not a with upgrades price. But the vast majority of these, if I had to do a you know quick price average, it seems like we're right in the three fifty to three seventy five range. This is Macomb, you know, this is Macomb Township. So it's gonna be a little bit higher priced than you know Warren or somewhere else. They're you know, they're not really doing a lot of new construction there. But even you go out we were looking at a, a new construction sub in Elmont and those are at two hundred and twenty thousand or yeah, something. Still, so some of those in Elmont, they're starting at about one seventy five, but yeah, that's realistically, your build, yeah. Builder basic price. They're not gonna give you sod and sprinklers for that. They're, they're not, not gonna you give you tile anywhere. They're, no, they're not giving you anything. You're gonna barely have a brick fascia, it's gonna be all vinyl house. Yeah, so that's that's what I think part of the kind of the shying away from new construction is. You know, and not saying it's not happening, you know, but we're certainly selling a lot of new construction. For you or I, I mean, if we had a new construction, it'd be in the country. And we wouldn't have to worry about the things that go with the neighborhood stuff like like your sod and sprinklers, like your landscaping and porches and patios and fencing and all that other stuff that goes into a new construction that you got a brand new house and it's not a complete project. It's $10,000 additional. Or you more. Know, yeah, so so we're, you know, that's, there's a lot of things that I think that the builders are going to start coming around to this. And, and hopefully, you know, some affordable newer construction houses. Because what's my, my average first-time buyer's price point is like 162000 or something. I ran it the other day is the my average first-time buyer. They're not in the market, nor do they want the, they would rather have something that's remodeled in a, in a hot area, Ferndale, Royal Oak, you know, something that they've got a downtown area and something that is not going to be, you know, breaking the bank every month. Oh, for sure. Um, Or if somebody came came up with a hundred eighty thousand dollar brand new ranch, all done like, like the Frasers and Clinton Township. I could sell it. I could sell it out tomorrow. Could sell a hundred of them tomorrow. You know, and so that's uh, you know for any of our builders listening to us, that's what uh, our complaint. Um, But for you know, and what does this really mean for our like for our regular residential buyer? You know the the kind of the lack of inventory, the still the the hot com- competition in the, you know the the two hundred thousand and under range. What's kind of your advice to to the buyers going forward? Right now, my biggest word of advice is patience mm-hmm. with a big side of eagerness because yes. you have to be patient for the right one to come up. And with a lot of the programs we use, you get the house as soon as it's on the market. But darn it, if you see one you like. You better be ready to pull the trigger, otherwise you are gonna lose it. I'm gonna my my analogy I've been using with my buyers is I oh, Chris and I are both walleye fishermen. I'm a, he <laughs> uh, trolls. I like to to vertical jig, and when you do that, you know you got to be balancing that that lure. You may, it may you may have to balance it for an hour, but as soon as you feel that hit, you have got to yank on that thing as hard as you can, and that's how you've got to be as a buyer right now. Is you've got to be, uh, you know, you do have to be patient. You have to go in understanding that you may lose a house or two. Um, Especially if you need concessions or if you have odd financing, you have and, FHAVA. And hey, if you're going in for concessions, you better be ready to beef up your price a little bit yep, too. You absolutely do. Um, now, you and I don't don't try to to make no. We're not overinflating entire life savings, no, no. but this we have is, a very very strict no pressure policy. If you've talked to us, yeah, but you have to be ready to offer more if you're going to ask for something back and. Mm-hmm when they're going to get that price anyways. And one of the things that I'm seeing here too is giving not an appraisal guarantee, but a, and this is something I brought up to actually a set of buyers of mine the other day, not giving an appraisal guarantee, but giving a, uh, you know, a, a, 
an appraisal guarantee up to the amount of the concessions. So if you you have an $150,000 house, $5,000 in concessions, you're guaranteeing that if it appraises up to $5,000 low, the first thing that's going to go in a negotiation is going to be that concession money. You know, so right. if it appraises 2000 low, you're agreeing to give up 2000 that concession money. So it's not a true appraisal uh, a guarantee, but it's kind of a partial appraisal guarantee, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I have had some crazy people, especially the mid to last, end of last summer, probably June-ish. Mm-hmm. They, they were doing full appraisal guarantees if they really wanted a house. Yeah, the full appraisal guarantee for me is, uh, I think, is nuts. In most cases, unless you know, that, well, let me say this. If you if you have enough good cops, I don't think it's a problem. I agree. But I think there are some some situations you can get into trouble. Um, that being said, another big thing is we now have, and it's not a particularly new tool, but it's being utilized a lot wider. Is uh, all of our buyers are being put on now auto notifiers, which means I can actually automatically the minute a property that's in your criteria range goes on the market you're gonna get set up i'm gonna look at that property if it works for you i'm gonna give you a call say hey mr buyer you want to go see this property it came on the market two minutes ago we're gonna be the first ones the first ones to write an offer and uh when you know when can you set this up i think it's a huge advantage for our buyers to have that it's awesome because we can set it up so you get notified as a buyer i get notified as a realtor and you know if we really gotta jump on something like peter just said two minutes boom let's set it up and show yeah. it yeah, and that goes it, it goes beyond, um, you know, and also, too, I'm still doing my searches. I'm still seeing what's coming out on the market every day. I'm still looking outside the box. That's another thing you might have to be willing to do also as a buyer if you're in some of these situations is be willing to listen to your realtor when they're saying, hey, uh, what about this out-of-the-box solution? What about this creative solution? What about this? Um, that's a lot of our job is, is finding these creative out-of-the-box solutions, whether it's in, you know, price, location, amenities, uh, financing, you know, that's part of our job, too. Well, that's what you'll find out during our initial buyer consultation. Why, why we ask so many questions? It's mm-hmm. um, you may know what you want, but we really want to get to the bottom of why do you want what you want, mm-hmm. just to help you find what you're looking for. Yeah, you may think you need a four bedroom house. Maybe you can get away with a three bedroom that's got a home office in it, you know, or a you know finished basement or whatever. Um, I would very very heavily encourage you if you're thinking about buying within not if you're thinking about buying right now if you're thinking about buying within the next six to 12 months to come in here get a you don't need a pre-qualification right now but have a buyer consultation and that way we can start moving you through the process because a lot of people start looking at zillow trulia some of these other sites uh you know realtor.com 12 to 18 months early. I would encourage you as a buyer, if you're like, hey, maybe I want to move in January 19, come in here, talk to us. We'll set you up on the searches that we use uh, so you can see all the right information. And also we can set you up with um, uh, you know, our, our email campaign that tells you, hey, this is how you're going to save for a house. This is how much money you may need. And it's going to give you kind of those reminders throughout the year to make sure we keep you on track too. I think that's important. Absolutely. That, that's some of the best stuff that we can do. Um, Everything, you know, life changes. Mm-hmm. But if you come on in and have a little bit of a buyer consultation, get to know each other, maybe go out for coffee or something that way, you know, we, we can just start softly looking at, at what your your hopes and dreams for the future may be. Yeah, and that is truly our goal is to help you achieve your real estate goals. So start thinking about it. What is your real estate goal for 2018? It's February, people. 12% of the year is gone get moving it's punchy day that's right so hey listen don't give up searching for a home for lent all right 
<laughs> All right, awesome. guys. So if you are listening to us here, tune in this Saturday morning at 9 a.m. to 97.1 FM. If you're in Metro Detroit, yours truly will be on the radio talking uh, more about some of the issues that you hear us talk about on the podcast. We will be back next week. Uh, if, Of course, you listen to our topical issues. We will also be uh, putting out a podcast weekly just discussing, uh, you know, our, our crazy brains and, and the crazy real, real estate, estate market that's going on here in Metro Detroit. Guys, thank you so much. Please go visit us on Facebook, Peter Toring Realtor or Chris Van Bell Realtor. Follow us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts, the Homes Real Estate Podcast. And we would love to hear from you. If there's something that you don't know about as far as real estate, we'd love to talk about it or talk to you. Give us a call. We'll see you guys next time. Take care.